The Baggies Podcast, giving you the latest news, views and opinions on all things Albion. Now available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Baggies Podcast. It's episode 21 today. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be another difficult listen. We haven't had a difficult listen for actually a couple of weeks now, but I'm afraid we're going to have to have one. West Bromwich Albion today, on Sunday, the 6th of December, we're beaten 5-1 by Crystal Palace. Definitely one of the worst performances I have seen at the Hawthorns. Well, you know, I've seen played at the Hawthorns for quite a while. So we're going to have to get our teeth into that one, unfortunately. As much as I don't really want to address it, I just want to move on. We've got to address it here on the Baggies podcast. Uh, If you're new around here, make sure you follow us on Spotify, Twitter, uh, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, all that good stuff. At the Baggies pod on Twitter as well, if you guys want to go and follow us and get involved in the podcast. So without further ado, let's get straight into this week's episode of the Baggies podcast. The Baggies Podcast, giving you the latest news, views and opinions on all things Albion. Now available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So this is going to have to be a very different podcast to the one that we had last week. Obviously last week we were, you know, dancing in the street about the performance that we had last week uh, and the win that we, um, we had last week against Sheffield United, getting ourselves off to a good... Uh, good little, you know, good little stepping stone, really. And, you know, it's fantastic to get the win. But, unfortunately, things have taken a turn for the worst again. We seem to have another down, uh, you know, for one step forward. We've taken another three or four steps back, I'd say, in a 5-1 loss against Crystal Palace. One in which you can feel embarrassed, really, by the performance out there by the scoreline of course is the one thing that people will look at first and you think 5-1 against Palace is you know you shouldn't be beaten by Palace uh, by that margin really should you you shouldn't be letting Christian Benteke score twice when he when he scored one goal in 54 appearances beforehand yeah it was a difficult game uh, to watch for West Brom fans and has really stuck us straight into the mix of the relegation zone again. You know, it's really, you know, not allowed us any breathing space. We are now second from bottom with six points, one point away from Fulham. But still, uh, we've allowed Burnley with a game in hand to go above us, which uh, isn't looking good for West Bromwich Albion. So let's talk through the game. So the first event that really happened was the Darnell Furlong own goal, which was one where the ball came into the box. Uh, Christian Benteke was probably one of the only players in um, in the box, uh, and Donald Furlong sort of sliced it into 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 his own goal. Yeah, it's just poor defensive organisation again. Bartley, don't know what he was doing, giving away that sort of cheap free kick on on the edge of the, you know, quite a way out as well, 40 yards out. That was, I'd say probably as an estimate that free kick. You know, there's just no need for him to come out and make that sort of challenge whatsoever. I mean, all, all, a few minutes after that, Furlong actually hit the bar. Um, the, the cross was floated over by Philip and came to Furlong at the back post to hit the bar with a header. So, you know, nearly a t- sort of mistake earlier on in the game uh, and nearly nearly really making up for it, uh, you know, for West Brom. Uh, we then scored through Conor Gallagher, a ball uh, sort of pinged back from Furlong, who got an assist uh, and played it back to Conor Gallagher, who... 
almost almost from an identical position as he did against um against Sheffield United uh scored the goal which put us on level terms Gallagher who I might say was excellent today didn't really do much wrong uh feel bad for him in a way that he was on the losing side probably didn't deserve to be uh, and I actually feel bad that he's playing in this side at the moment you know the poor man <laughs> he's a great player uh, and and you know he's going to go on to huge things and at the moment we're not you know for him to be a one of the probably the best player in our side at the moment uh, along with Sam Johnston it, you know it's not looking good for him really I feel bad for him in a way that he's uh, currently you know on loan at us you know I feel like he he deserves better than to be a part of this team at the moment and just a couple of minutes after that um, <laughs> it's the most controversial point of the match probably uh, a red card for Mateus Pereira well it was a yellow card at the start I think um, due to the fact Pereira um, went down uh, under the challenge from Van Arnholt and sort of, uh, like, I can't really, I don't know how to describe, but I'm sure you'll all have seen it, uh, sort of pushed his legs up as he was on the on his back into Van Arnholt. Um And Paul Tierney, the referee, goes to um, look at the monitor as, mo- uh, as the VAR official says he should. And returns and sends Pereira off, and we go down to ten men. Uh, there's lots of debate uh, as to whether that was a red card. Uh, I don't think it was a red card. You know, you look at the challenge, and you think in isolation that's that's nowhere near a red card. You know, he's obviously yeah, it is a bit crafty, but to put your legs in that sort of position and to like sort of put your legs towards a player like that, um, you know, surely. Um, you know, to put your legs towards a player and put your feet in sort of in that kicking sort of motion. Uh, you know, you sort of have to think: Has he given? He's given the referee that sort of option to send him off in a way. So he's invited the referee. You, you, you know, as at West Brom at the moment, how you know we're clearly on the receiving end of all these VAR decisions. It's pretty pretty obvious. Nobody needs to spell that out to anybody. We are on the receiving end of VAR decisions, and the fact that. Pereira put himself in that position, put himself in that um, sort of situation uh, to to give him to give that you know the referee a decision to make is completely silly. You know you should be thinking as Pereira, referees are looking to give West to 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 you know put the boot in on West Brom players at the moment. You know might not have been a bit against a huge team today against in Crystal Palace rather than Man United the other week. But you know they sure surely have been against us this season the VAR and the the referees. So surely you would have thought, wow. Um well I probably shouldn't kick out here because you know he'll be looking to send a player from our team off because they I don't know what it is. They just you know they don't no, no nobody seems to be a fan of us. I'm not sure what we've done wrong. <laughs> But yeah, well, nobody seems to be fun of us. So I don't think it's a red card. No, you see that tackle from Harry Maguire on Batshuayi. Uh, I think that was last season. Nothing given for that. You see a, a kick from Pereira on. You know, it's not. It didn't even make full contact. I mean, surely, yeah, fair enough. That doesn't matter because you know, if you do a two-footed tackle or something and you don't make contact, it's still dangerous. But surely Pereira, yeah, he does. He does things like that all the time. You know, he does need to cut down on it. The cheating, the diving, the deceiving the officials you know it's probably come back to bite him the things that perhaps officials have missed uh, and deserve to, to to you know be in trouble for you know is fair um 
you know, it's fair that you know it might come back to bite Pereira with all the diving and the cheating and the rolling around that he does. But you know, still, you put yourself in that position. You give the referee a decision to make, and I can guarantee you, nine times out of ten, he'll give it against the West Brom player. So the idea is, you just don't go do things like that. It's not like a challenge you have to make. It's not like you, you know, about to nearly about to concede a goal, and you have to dive in and try and try and make a challenge to save the game. You know, it's just a kick out and a foul that you've actually. I'm fairly sure he actually won that foul. The free kick was given to us, and he's ruined it himself by. Um, by giving that free kick away, I mean, uh, and by giving the red card away, I mean, I wouldn't say this particular one changed the game in the way that the Gibbs red card at Everton did, but you do have to think um, after this we sort of fell apart. I wouldn't say it was down to the red card. You know, we you know we still had some decent players and a decent team on the field. But no way, um, you know, Pereira should be giving the referee anything to be thinking about there. But yeah, it wasn't like it was a big challenge that Pereira had to make. It was indeed a silly challenge, and one he shouldn't have. Yeah, I wouldn't say it really shaped the game. You know, you are, you're better off with 10, you're better off with 11 men than 10. But yeah, we sort of fell apart after that, after half-time. Zaha scored... Uh, the goal um, that that one was fairly unpreventable. Then, but the but Ben Teke on on fifty nine minutes. Kyle Bartley, what on earth were you doing, mate? I I honestly I I didn't understand. Ben Teke is on the floor, heading that almost, and Kyle Bartley not only is is failed to stop him from scoring. He's actually been nutmegged by the ball when Benteke's nearly on the floor heading it. I, I found it very hard to, to, to look at, really, to, to take in. You know, Benteke's almost on the floor. He's heading a ball. And Carl Bartley sort of stood there with his legs open. You know, not only have you failed to get anywhere near Benteke, it's the fact that you've actually opened your legs and let it go through. I, I can't actually believe that. It's terrible defending. I mean... Uh, you know, Benteke, he, he hasn't scored. He scored once in 54 previous appearances. That's nearly, you know, that's nearly two years. Oh, I, can't, I can't actually comprehend that. And he's he's ended up scoring two today. Um, yeah, and then the way that Eberezi, Eje, was just able to walk through the defence and just able to um, one-two it with... Um, one to it with uh with with Zaha and score it was just absolutely ludicrous i couldn't actually believe that it happened um you know the defense you know it's fair to say after that second goal we fell to pieces now who can you blame for that and i don't want to blame Slavin Bilic but i'm surely perhaps you have to with the defensive organization after that goal they clearly didn't want it i'm afraid you've got people skipping out of challenges you've got people not marking the men you've got people you know, just staying away from their men. You've got people um, not not um, not giving a hundred percent like we did last week. Last week, I couldn't have named you a player uh, in a, in the West Brom side who didn't give you a hundred percent. Perhaps I can prop I can probably name you ten. Uh, I'd probably say Gallagher looked like he was trying. Uh, but I might might even say somebody like Furlong was trying because he clearly wanted to make up for that own goal and he looked good going forward. Uh, maybe Semi might have tried as well, but I can barely name any people that uh, you know that tried. Um, but you say all of this about the defence, but where was the attack today? 
Carlin Grant. What, what? He has been since since scoring at Brighton, coming in with a flying start. Uh, he hasn't scored. Two, he scored in his second appearance. I mean, he hasn't even got near the goal. I don't think. He, he just didn't look on it today. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not. I wasn't surprised to see him pulled off for Robinson with a bit of energy from him. Robinson looked, you know, pretty pretty trying when he came on as well. You know, poor um, Camel Grasicki scored twice for the reserves against Sunderland the other day. Poor man can't even get a look in. I mean, what you know, this attack is pretty dismal. The midfield is probably the area where I might say mm, you've done all, you've done decently. I, I'm looking forward to seeing Jake Livermore back. Sawyer's didn't look as good as he did the other week, um, but the defence was just completely disorganised. Poor Sam Johnston. He's making him save after save after save, keeping his team in the game. When he needs his defence to repay him and to do do a bit of work up, you know, it, it, and and block some shots, they can can they couldn't answer him at all in in any way, shape, or form. I feel bad for the man. You know, he's he's he oh, he probably deserves to go to a, a bigger club or something like that. But today's performance, five one, against a team like um, Crystal Palace, where where I actually thought we'd win. If you watch my match preview, I actually thought that we might come out with a victory, and did we? <laughs> no, we did not. Five one to concede five goals against Crystal Palace and only put one in the other end is pretty embarrassing. I mean, the defence was completely all over the shop. I mean, got onto the final Benteke goal. Probably the only person in the West Brom penalty area at the time and ended up scoring. <laughs> the second Zaha goal was pretty bad as well. Eze, as I've mentioned, just sort of waltzed through the defence, played a couple of 1 2s, and then ended up through on goal, and Zaha puts it in the net. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Slavin Bilic goes tonight. By the time you're listening to this, we might not have the same manager as we did before. It really wouldn't surprise me in any way, shape, or form. Um. I mean, um, you know, the referee can be at fault for a bit of that today. You know, 10 men is pretty difficult to come back from. You know, when you've only got 10 on the field and the other team's got 11, that is pretty difficult to, to, to sort of, um, to get, to you know, get back into the um, get back into the game. That is quite hard. But, you know, Pete, I wouldn't necessarily point the fingers at Billich. I might point fingers at the players. They didn't, they didn't look good enough today. You can see they can do it. You can see that they can play with 100% passion and desire like last week. Where was it today after that second goal? You know, you're too, if you're 2-1 down, fair enough, you've you've defended like Lions against a team like Liverpool or Man City and you've held on for quite a while. You've held on for a half and you're absolutely exhausted and it's 1-1 and then they score just before, you know, just after half-time and it's 2-1. You've, you might, yeah, fair enough, your head, heads might go down because you know you're probably not going to score again and you're probably going to concede a few more. But when you're playing Crystal Palace of all teams and you're 2-1 down with 10 men, go out there and have a go. You know, there's no, there's nothing stopping you from getting out there and, and giving 100%. You know, you can blame the players and fair enough, I probably would today along with the referee, but the referee was pretty bad. But isn't this nothing that is, is Billich really perfect? Um... Billich really perfect for this. I, I don't see don't see how. Um, yeah, uh, Billich probably is going to go. I, I have to say I, I don't I don't think I want him to go. I think he's the best manager that we can have at the time. And he, you know I don't think anyone can do a better job with the squad that he's got. Eddie Howe is probably the only other person I might bring in who could probably do as good but not better. The only man who's going to keep us up is Slaven Billich. 
you know, I don't want to watch football from Big Sam or, or Tony Pulis. I'm glad bloody Pulis is in a job because, you know, well, I think we'd end up with him. But yeah, Big Sam would probably keep us up, but I can't watch, nobody wants to watch that. And I, I think the owners probably realise that if, if nobody will come to the games, if we are allowed to go to the games. But yeah, 5-1 win for Crystal Palace against us. It's, it was an upsetting result to watch. I feel Bilic might be gone, I think, 5-1. Uh, they'll look at the passion and the desire of the players and they'll probably put that down to Bilic but it's probably just the fact that you know in the face of adversity you've got to stand up and you've got to stand up and be counted and today we just weren't we let we we rolled over we're not the whipping boys in this league we shouldn't be the whipping boys in this league we're, we're much better than that and today we did not show that whatsoever that brings us to the end of a slightly shorter Baggies podcast for this week. We play Newcastle next week. Sorry, this has been a very difficult one to talk about, if I'm being completely honest. It's not been as long as usual. Not enough good things to say about the team today. Not enough good things to say either about the officiating. But we're going to move on to talk about Newcastle in our match preview, which is going to be out on Wednesday or Thursday on YouTube. So make sure you stick around for that. Uh, it's going to be another big game, and one which I, I can't say 100% that I'll be uh watching because I just feel it's going to go a similar way and hopefully we can say it won't but without further ado that brings us to the end of this week's episode of the Baggies podcast if you are new around here make sure you're liking make sure you're subscribing you're following the podcast in any way you can and without further ado I'll see you in the next podcast thank you very much for listening I'm going to have a great week I'll see you next time goodbye